fellas, don't drink that coffee. If we don't do this, we're never gonna get to it. So, no, I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing it. I, uh, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I was doing my other podcast. It's a. Uh, do you really have another it's, podcast? It, it's a Paw Patrol podcast. Oh, f you, f you, dude. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dishing the Paw Curlator. No. <laughs> um, no. This is where dads talk about um, the shows they have to watch with their kids. Uh, <sighs> Lorenz, and uh, we will not be talking about Paw Patrol today. Today's episode is just about Netflix um, available shows. So we'll be talking about season three of Kazoops. <laughs> <laughs> what is Kazoops? Uh, Season two of Glitter Force. Um, oh wait, are these real? These are really kid shows. These on are shows. Oh. I just don't know Paw Patrol, but when you text things about Paw Patrol on Facebook, I know exactly the life you live. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kazoops get... is uh, good. It's Kazoops. like a fish. It's either British or New Zealand or something, and it's like my daughter calls it the boy and his pig. <laughs> we don't have to get into kazoops i don't even think i've seen that one my kids watch uh my son is really into mighty machines which is just it's literally just footage of trucks like from the oh 80s with no, and then people like people voice over and go i'm a truck look at me go and like that's the whole show for 30 minutes and my son is riveted Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, okay, no, this podcast isn't about any of those things. This is about Twin Peaks, which is, is it is on Netflix, but it's not the new season that we're talking about is on Showtime. And by the way, quick shout out to Showtime. Thank you for making all of our dreams come true. Right? Isn't, that, isn't it amazing? Yeah, and giving uh, David Lynch complete... Yes, artistic freedom to just go do whatever he wants. Yeah, like, you know, that, John, uh, you know there have, especially we're about to start talking here. We're going to talk about part three and four, and I will. You you don't have to know anything about this, no backstory to know that he didn't get any notes on episode three on part three, right? <laughs> not that, yeah, not that I'm aware of. No. I would love, <laughs> I would love to have seen. Uh, I, I like it would be so great to get a couple of Showtime executives on yes. <laughs> to talk to us. Like, what was it like when you saw episode three? Like, either they all just yes. like started drinking heavily, um, yes. or they or they said, "Yes, this is exactly uh, what we didn't know we wanted," and um, this is the best decision we've ever made. I think well, probably like, all are true yeah. yeah because i think um you know and just so, so everyone started listening 
Dallas is going to be joining us soon. He had something going on where he's busy, so we're going to try to rope him in. But we just it's late in the evening, and it's our last night of the week where we could actually podcast these episodes, so we have to forge ahead. But Dallas will be joining us soon. But I was thinking about it like, I, as a like just crazy Twin Peaks fan, when I watched part three, I was a little like, what is this? And it took me maybe a couple times to really kind of get into it. And now to me, it's like my favorite part of the whole four parts we've had is just that first half of part three, I think is the coolest thing. And like you said, stuff like we didn't even know we wanted or we were like yeah so if you're a suit i don't know how you reacted to that it's i would i would love to see footage of them watching it for the first time cuz i <laughs> i was or, losing my or mind reading it like i <laughs> i want to know so i mean i'm jumping a little ahead of myself but you know when agent cooper is walking through this episode 3 other place that we have not seen him be in before so it's not the black lodge it's like the purple room it's the purple lodge or something like that um and then they go up and he's in outer space um i'm like is having read other lynch scripts i'm like okay is this is does david lynch type it's a space station (laughs) or does he say coop crawls up onto a box and there's a giant nipple <laughs> it's the nipple box like i've seen i yeah. want to know yeah when that's how he describes these things and then that's the script he handed in and showtime is like yes here's our money yeah i mean because <laughs> I, I don't know i don't i guess i don't know how much they gave showtime um before when they pitched it like did they have Episode My one impression done. is that they wrote it all and then they turned it in, wow. um, which is a weird way to write. Which is a weird way to write a TV show. So like you think usually, the, you think like the pitch came in what 2014 and they had the whole thing done? I think they pitched it and then I think they wrote it all. Got it. Okay. And then they turned it in, and that's when the problem. That's probably when the, the problems the, happened because they didn't get the budget they needed. Yeah. But the 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 um, descriptions that I've heard is that they they sat together in a room and they wrote the whole thing, yeah. which is so different than a normal TV TV show where you uh, you make one together, you make it, you see how it lives and breathes, and yeah. then you keep going and you have all these other people and there's a writer's room. At this so at this point, I think it's we can see that it's truly. Uh, what he's described. It's, this is not a show. These are not episodes. Yeah. This is one movie that we're getting, uh, a, you know, a piece at a time. Um, and Man, that yeah. uh, that is what I think has been the biggest realization for me that uh, that we're we're getting a big long Lynch movie. Did you rather- watch? Yeah. Did you watch either of them on Showtime where they showed him as one? two-hour part did you see that i i did not because i watched them all streaming so i i saw and and i will say the first time i I watched all four in a row just because i was um yeah 
ravenous for it. If I could have, I would have, but I, I had to draw it out. <laughs> but since then, I've watched them. I mean, like, I, I think I've watched three and four now, like, five times. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, But I'm obsessed with the first part of part three. So, like, you know, this, epi- this episode of Dish and the Percolator, um, by the way, which is the podcast you're listening to, it's a podcast about Twin Peaks. You can follow us on Twitter at PercolatorPod. Um, we normally kind of really detailed go through the episodes, but I kind of, this one, because of a little bit of our time constraint, I just want to talk about the stuff that stood out to us. Because to me, I think that looking, watching three and four as a whole, it's really kind of the story of Cooper kind of going from where we left him in the end of part two, which was kind of being <laughs> jettisoned out of the the Black Lodge, and then kind of where he leads into this new place where he's in Las Vegas. So there's a lot of other little things like happening, and we do get some new characters. Um, we finally see uh, Sheriff Truman, uh, Harry's brother. We we are introduced to Wally Brando. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in Las Vegas. Uh, how much of that, we don't know if we're going to see that again. But I think to me, like the overall, the story is Cooper um, kind of coming from the lodge and then where he goes from there. And man, it's like, it's not what I expected at all. You know, like I knew we were going to be dealing with him trying to get out of the lodge, but this is not what I thought how it was going to be. Um, which, of course, I mean, how can you predict what David Lynch is going to think up? You know what I mean? Like, right. if you could, it right. wouldn't be exciting. Um, so, yeah. Like, what was your reaction the first time you saw part three? Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, like, going from my, like, the wishes of... Well, when I, is it part two where Hawk goes into the forest with a flashlight? Yes. You know, so so when that happened, somewhere there was this hope inside me that that he's going to go in there and get Cooper out, and yeah. we're going to have we're going to have that solved by the end of that episode. Yeah. Um, or, um, you know, all these years as I've been <laughs> waiting to see how Cooper was going to get out, I thought, oh, you know, he's going to escape and. He's like, Harry, here's where I've been all these years, and we get our Agent Cooper back. Yeah, I will yeah. tell you, um, I, I well, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of, ahead of myself. I will say, but let's talk about the purple room first. Okay. So, yeah. you know, he winds up in this purple room. We've got this weird lady with no eyes. Yes. And she's talking in this weird kind of chitter chatter noise did you at all connect the noise that she makes with her mouth when she talks here with the noise coming out of the victrola yeah it it kind of um it that did kind of like strike me and it because it's not just the way she's talking it's like the whole way it's being presented is like it's very choppy there's like you know the cuts and stuff um right i don't think initially i thought that but yeah it, it has that kind of sonic characteristic of what we were I haven't hearing. done like a side by side comparison in sure. any way but yeah but I have thought like oh that sounds like that noise yeah. I will say also that conversation those numbers he's rattling off right at the very beginning of the first episode yeah that is the time that bad cooper is supposed to that well, that's the time, right? When what we, is when, so on her watch? 
when she looks at her watch, it's two five three. So, right. and then the numbers we've had other than that are what was so so the Giants is four three zero, but then uh-huh. um, the tree says something else. I have it written down. Um, For some reason, I thought it was two five three, but then you know when Coop when Bad Cooper is looking at his clock. Oh no 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 no. Um, the the evolution of the arm says two five three, right? And then he says time and time again, Bob Bob Bob, go now. So yeah. we do have at least at least finally with all these numbers, there is a reference to a number we've already heard. So yeah, I mean that, and I actually hadn't put that together. So I'm glad you mentioned that. But yeah. But so he 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 goes into this place. This lady has no eyes. I, I can't even remember if they talk about anything. But then the the light switch says fifteen above it. I think. Yeah. And then they go up to this, you know, deleted scene from a racer head where they're <laughs> in a box. The black nipple. There's a giant nipple. Um, and. She's the one who pulls the lever. Yes. And then she is shot off into oblivion. Yes. Um, so he's up there looking into the vastness of space. We get that like shot of uh, Major Briggs' yeah. face. So cool. Uh, with him saying Blue Rose, which, you know, thank you, computer effects, for making that <laughs> yes. awesome. Yes. Um, I was so happy to hear the words of Blue Rose because, you know, if it were up to me, there would have been a series called Twin Peaks Blue Rose, Blue Rose. and we, you know, starring yeah. Chris Isaacs, David Bowie, <laughs> and all those people. I love it. I love <laughs> but, that they were able to work Don Davis in in a way that didn't feel like, I don't know, didn't feel like the end of. Um, the new Star Wars were like it's Princess Leia's face, right. like superimposed. Right. Like it was like. It was cool, and you know, you you he's one of those guys you wish was still alive so he could be on the show. But um, and there there was something about it that reminded me also of the fact that um, back in season two of Twin Peaks, when um, he was saying talking about the messages they were getting, yeah, from outer space, and then they turned out to be from the woods. It felt like that. It felt like sure. he had become one of those kind of subspace. He was, he was uh, in deep messages. space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on here in this scene that you know I think is it's definitely this whole first half. I feel like some of it's going to get explained, but this is another one of those things that like you could fill 75 issues of wrapped in plastic about, you know what I mean? It just, right, it's, right. it's just food for thought and it's great. And it's so cool. A couple of things I noticed was, um, Cooper, the rest of this episode is very in that, like dazed and confused, repeating ev- what everyone is saying, you know, once yeah. he, once he materializes, but I think it's worth noting that he's actually kind of coherent here. Like he asks the woman, he says, where is this? Where are we? Like he's, he's still with it at this point. So whatever happens to him seems to happen to him when he goes through the electrical socket. That's when he kind of becomes this kind of like just repeating everyone and doesn't know where he is. But it was worth mentioning that at this point, he's still kind of the Cooper from the, the lodge. Like he has, 
part of his brain is working. So I don't know if it's just like when he goes to the, I don't know how this works. If he goes to the electro, electrical socket, that's when his brain gets fried. If it's going to come back, we don't know what's going on. Um, but at this point, he's still with it. The other thing is like, um, I think I texted you this, but so after um, he, that woman pulls the lever and she gets like flung out into space and he comes back down, the woman who was in the room then is um, Phoebe Augustine, who is uh, Ronette Pulaski. Now, she's not credited right. as that. She's credited, I think, as American Girl. But I thought it was cool that that's who it was. Um, I don't think at all that she's supposed to be Ronette Pulaski. I just think it's cool that Lynch used her for this role. And um, and it's I, that's a really cool scene with her because... Like, I was thinking about the show. The one thing I'm missing is, like, I'm not afraid the way I used to be about this show. Does that make sense? Like, sure. as much as it's been weird and cool, I haven't felt, like, the fear that I was expecting. And something in her performance actually kind of gave that to me. Like, the way she did her, like, the lines backwards was, like, kind of felt like the old Red Room to me. Um, yes. Anyway, but I thought that was really cool. Do you think that, um, what do you think it means with the numbers and the woman pulling the lever? I don't know. <laughs> uh, again, I, 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 I'm, I've tried to imagine the script of this. I, I said this earlier, but I was, one of the other things I thought is what, you know, in the script, maybe it says the electrical station. Yeah, yeah. Like just When do you think some, we're going to get the script? I when when you brought I, that up, I was like, man, I've spent like so many hours poring over like the Fire Walk with Me script or even reading some of the scripts yeah. and, like those were so cool to have to then go and look at the actual what was filmed, but I, you know, I think you're right. I'm guessing like there's not going to be a lot of difference between what's written and what's filmed because there was no one to get in the way of them but doing I, anything. <laughs> Well, but I I read a um I read that interview with Lynch and he was kind of saying like I think he was saying something like 85% of it was yeah. in the script and then yeah. the rest kind of came to him. That's the so, um, was that the Entertainment Weekly? Yes, yes. So great, I wonder if you, yeah, everyone listening you should read that. He like he like really talked about the show show more show more, show more than he normally talks about the work. So. About anything, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was great. I, I think it's up uh, on, on EW.com. It's worth reading, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd i be curious to to compare sort of the the pure Mark Frost slash Lynch with sure. the David Lynch version of that. Sure. Um, I, I don't know what to make of, of her turning off the switch other than... I, I I don't know. I don't have a good theory for any of that. I do. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was thinking uh, like, what is, what is, um, who is her, the mother? Like what, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you oh, know, yeah. she when, says, when she says the person pounding at the wall is her mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, is it, is it the American girl who says that or the girl with yes. no eyes? Yeah. Cause the girl with no eyes doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, I always other than, assume, other than shh, you know, she telling him to be quiet. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the person pounding at the door, well, is and this is obvious, I would imagine, but is the person who a murders those kids. Um. 
and then wait, wait, which oh, the, oh, 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 got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, in the wow, box, okay, right? okay. Does he yeah. does he get he gets here after he goes to the box, right? This is where he winds up yes. after. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so wait, your theory in the last time we talked was that that was the doppelganger of the arm. I, that's that is the um what my eyes tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm sold on it myself, but I, you know I again, I, like that episode, I really like that theory, yeah. I mean, you watch the statue that statue that's been in the red room the whole time yeah. turns yeah. into the doppelganger yeah. of the hand. Yeah. Um, these sentences, when I say them out loud, sound ridiculous. No, no, no. But yeah, the yeah. doppelganger of the hand, and then it attacks him. Yeah. Um, and that's what sends him into the abyss or whatever. You know, so the, I really like that theory. I was thinking the only thing that puts it a, a hole in that to me is thinking about had that been Michael J. Anderson, do you think it would have been him who falls through into the box and kills those kids? You know what I mean? Like his doppelganger? Yeah, or do you I think, don't know. Or, or did Lynch, like, did the box thing come after all of, I mean, like, the backstory to this story is i'm so interested in like the scripts the way you know there's so many things already going into this i want to know about i want to know about the issues with showtime i want to know why i want to know what michael j anderson's deal was i mean yeah if if michael j anderson was supposed to be in this would it have been him you know if that's if if you're right you know i don't know there's just so many questions i also excuse me I also wonder if there's not just a more interesting answer because, sure. you know, I've I've we've speculated that it's Laura Palmer or, um, sure. you know, uh, to get way out there, maybe it's um, Mrs. Palmer because she's watching that crazy animal murder video. Sure. Um, and may and she had seemed to have some kind of psychic ability um yeah. back during the show but um anyway what just based on the the sort of what i've seen in front of me that's my current theory sure um but uh so he's in that purple room and then they they pull the switch the number on the switch changes yeah the girl changes Yes. Well, um, the girl doesn't change. It's like it's because she's gone. Yeah. So it's, it's almost a like you wonder girl. if like if yeah. this is like if this is how it works. Like that girl goes and a new girl comes until she's you know has to go do the same thing as the last right. girl. Like that's what I think of when I see someone replacing someone else. You know, right. like where did she come from? Um, yeah, I don't know. This whole next part is pretty interesting because you've got. Um, this is when you see, right when her her watch says two fifty three, there's like a light turn on. The light turns on by the electrical panel, and this is when we see Bad Coop driving. So, like, from where I've kind of come from with this, this is all Bad Coop. This was his plan, right? So, like, he manufactures this kind of facsimile of Cooper to take his place when it's supposed to be his time to 
be replaced, if this makes sense. And it's so crazy. But that's why, you know, we see him go to the Red Room, uh, Dougie, this character, Dougie, and he says, you were manufactured. So this was all bad coops because he says it in the last episode. He says, or the last part, he says, I've got a plan basically for not going back to the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we see um, we see him driving, and he starts to get dizzy. And I think this has something to do with Cooper. Like as soon as Cooper gets close to the panel, and he starts, his head starts kind of getting sucked into it. Um, this is when we see Cooper starting, bad Cooper starting to get sick. Um, so I think like, and I don't know why. I don't know why this they were supposed to trade places. Like it seems like it shouldn't be that easy for for good Coop to just like. Okay, you get like a twenty-five lim- like year limit, you know, like that's all you get, and then you have to switch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't really understand the like appointment time. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, and I don't understand also um, the sort of barfing of the Garmin Bosia. Yeah, uh, what that has to do with anything because. I mean, you've got Cooper, the the evil Cooper racing along. So you've got good Cooper who's going into a light socket. So they're they're electrical beings, as has been sort of established in the past. And then in evil Cooper's car, they keep zooming in on his um, uh, cigarette lighter electrical socket. Yes. I'm assuming that means something, but I don't know quite what. Well, and, my, and, and where I'm, what I've thought is that that's where. Okay, here's my theory. <laughs> Coop, that's where Cooper was supposed to show up. That's that's the that's the okay. socket Cooper was supposed to end up coming out of. Oh, now, okay. whether or not whatever Coop, bad Coop is doing, holding his nose and his mouth. Keeps mm-hmm. Cooper from being able to do that. I don't know if that's the case. I have a feeling that what happens when the woman switches the the, the switch that his destination changes. So, so whereas, she, she's like switch the train tracks, kind of. Exactly. She changes his destination because when Cooper, um, when he goes into the light socket, he doesn't immediately go to um vegas he's kind of like at least as far as how we're watching the the timeline go so it's not like you know cooper's holding his nose and he immediately goes there like in my head that's what's happening now if if that's correct that means the blind woman was kind of working with bad cooper or whoever bad cooper is in Mm -hmm. line with i don't know don't they say you've been tricked who says you've been yes. tricked? He says that to Cooper in so Mike says that to to Cooper when he's in Vegas, um, and what he means by that is that he was supposed to take over with Bad Coop, and instead is taken over with this fake with Dougie. Okay, so he he's says supposed that to Dougie. To, yes, he says yeah. that to Coop. He says that to the good Cooper. Um, when he's like wakes up the next morning after he's in his new house in Dougie's house. Oh yeah. So yeah, how did that? I mean, how did? <laughs> how long ago? I so guess how long ago? It didn't occur to did, me. 
I, I'm it's making more sense what you said that basically by switching the by switching by pulling the switch that she's basically changed the conduit. Yes. Um, it, that's and I just assu- my thought. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that makes more sense than any other thought I've had about it. And and um, I assume when he was holding his mouth that he was trying to hold the he was the trying puking. to hold the the puke in basically. Because yeah. I think like well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I have some good news, America. Dallas is is ready to join us, so we're gonna oh, we're gonna call God. him. Let me because I know he wants to weigh in on all the puking. So let me get him on here. Hey guys, Dallas. Yay! Hey Dallas, what's up, fellas? So we gotta talk real quiet. We get, we got all the nerdy stuff out of the way, so you're all good. I, that's not. I don't believe that for a second. So we're just talking about the barfing right now. <laughs> the barfing. Yeah. Yeah. All of the uh, cream corn barfing. The, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey Dallas, how are you? Um, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm a bit frazzled. I had a, I had a busy evening. Uh, you know. Did you bet on the calves? I bet like $3,000 on the calves. <laughs> I bet my car on the calves. Hey, um, I had to pick up my daughter from, yeah. uh, from the bookies tonight and <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> Well, let's not let's not bring too much of that baggage into this, Dallas. Let's let's talk some Twin Peaks. Um, no, 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 no. You're already See, you're already an hour late. So let's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so Dallas, where where we we were really at the part where um, Bad Cooper is driving and he pulls over and just starts like hurling, just destroying his really cool car with lots of used. Cream corn. Cream corn. So, um, so yeah, John, I, I agree that I, I think that what happened was is that that was just him. Whatever happened with, with Good Cooper coming into the universe and Dougie, all of that just like, you know, created this physical reaction in both Dougie because he throws up too, um, mm-hmm. which we haven't really talked about Dougie. So, like, I was like, I don't want to say shocked, but I was like, what is this? When we, we cut to like a really bad wigged, this is the second really bad, bad wigged, uh, Kyle McLaughlin with like a green jacket on. And like, there's just yeah, like a hooker yeah, there. It's like century 21, uh, suit code. Yeah. Like <laughs> if we had to like, and I wanted to, I wanted to do a podcast between the end of like, when we did Firewalk with me and the beginning of like, taking bets on like what we thought we were going to see. And like, that would not be at all something that I would have bet on. It's like, you know, Dallas would have bet on the calves tonight. I would not have bet on, you know, seeing Cooper with the green jacket and, you know, and a naked lady. Yeah. uh, Having there be even just another Cooper, like what is happening? But it's starting to feel like a really weird episode of quantum leap. (sighs) Yeah, dude, I I, I love that. I love Quantum Leap. <laughs> That's a really good show. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. They're doing a yeah. reboot. Really? Nope. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say no Scott Bakula, no care. 
Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. But but what do you? I mean, what do you make of this barf stuff? Because we we know from the other movie that this is currency for these weird yeah. people. Yeah. So what is the point of them barfing it up? Um, well, I think it. I think it has something to do with when. Uh, how do I like talk about this? When one of them, <laughs> when there's changes to kind of like them going in between realms, um, okay. it it affects them all in a like kind of manifests itself in a physical form. Now, I'm trying to think if we've seen something like this in the past with the show. And we haven't, but it makes sense to me that Bad Cooper would barf all this stuff because we know he's been up to no good. We know he's been collecting, whether or not you believe this is Bob or whatever, like he's been collecting pain and sorrow, which is what the corn is. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to suggest that, like, we've seen him kill three people, I think, since the show started. So, sure, sure. So it would, it, it stands to reason that he's, this is what he has in his system. Um, we didn't see him touch a, a, you know, a morsel of his food at the diner. So I don't know if he actually eats real food, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, because of the fact when all of this happens at the same time, when, when good coop enters the electrical socket and, you know, um, that's kind of when everyone gets sick and starts puking I don't. I don't know why. I'm just. I'm. There's. But just. It all happens at the same time. Yeah. So it has to be connected. It's. Yeah. It is definitely big list on things. You know, to be answered, but sure. maybe never will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think to to me the biggest uh, question is like. I mean, I I understand why Bad Cooper would want to manufacture a like kind of dummy to kind of sure. take his place. But my thing is, how does that happen? You know, like we knew Bob could do all these really g- g- gruesome and crazy things, but did you? I didn't know he could do that. You know, so well, and why? Um, why manufacture somebody who looks just like him? Yeah, I, I, well, I guess. Well, to me, that has to be that has to do something with because that's how he took his place. You know, that's how he was. Okay. I, I don't sure. Know. I don't yeah. know. I knew we would get more questions with the show, and they have not disappointed in that realm at all. Uh, I know? love that when Dougie winds up back in the red room, he uh, <laughs> it's just like, "Well, this is really weird." Where am I? <laughs> and then he like turns into a jelly bean or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> his I'll, hands I'll... <laughs> his hands shrink. Um, and then the ring, though, we should yeah, talk he about has the fact he has his arm. The ring. His arm goes numb right before, and he's wearing the ring. So, ah. you know, has Dougie had the ring now for 25 years? How long has Dougie even existed? I um, love that they referenced those things and that they showed up. I don't feel like I got any more information to help me understand what the ring is or what it does. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's just there. They have the arm going dead. It's there. And then, of course, uh, Mike puts it back in the exact spot where it is during a firewalk with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like Mike is Mike is lonely in the Red Room? I Doesn't just, it seem like he's I, like the only one left? 
Well, is he in the real world too? Like that's that's what's weird. Like in the old Twin Peaks, he was a dude in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so why does he live there now, or yeah. does he live both places, or and whatever? He's he's credited, by the way, as Philip Jeffries and not Mike too. Yeah, that's that's interesting. For whatever, yeah. whatever that's worth. Um, Philip uh, Gerard, Gerard. Philip Gerard. I'm sorry. There's more. There's uh, Philip Jeffries references. Yes, many um, Philip in this show. That's why my head's there. So, okay. So yeah. So Coop had to like really to kind of sum this up. Coop is in the purple room. He heads towards the electrical socket. As soon as he does, Bad Coop gets sick, pulls over, starts puking, or he gets sick. We see Dougie. Dougie gets sick he crawls on his hands and knees he barfs he disappears into the red room in the red room he disappears into a small golden sphere and this is when um you know uh mike tells him he's been manufactured and then we see cooper i think cooper comes in through the light socket first and then bad cooper vomits and Mm. there you go that ends that yeah. like really crazy beginning of part three, which um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff there for people to talk so about. So even though it went on so long, like for me, that's that's like the keeper part of it. Like totally. that's I was I was uh, into that, even though I was completely baffled by it. Yeah. Um, then we start this weird section where like we go to the lady across the street who we've never yeah. met and she's yeah. like yelling out numbers and doing drugs and it's so sad because she like has a kid yeah and she is a drug addict and then there's these people who have who have a hit on him i'm assuming so, they have a hit on dougie right so, you know, my thought is actually that the the hit is on cooper so so oh, okay. this is i think his this is a bad Cooper's plan was, was all along he was going to have Coop switch with Dougie and have those dudes. Oh, it didn't even for occur. Him. Yeah. So okay. I think that was the whole, like when he says, I have a plan for this one, that was it. But when that happened, so like, yeah, so Dougie is with this prostitute named Jade and Jade is kind of unfortunately there when he is replaced by um, Cooper. And so she's like, what is happening? There's like a really loud noise when it happens. And so she has to give him a ride somewhere. And so this is when they're leaving that house, which you feel like is not owned by either of them. They're just like they broke into it or someone had keys. Because um, it looks like the a, whole housing development is like rundown right yeah hey it's worth noting that's the name of their uh production company rancho rosa uh Uh, lynch and frost that's like the credits at the beginning you know hey dallas anytime anytime you want to chime in noting is also the alternate name to the podcast yeah Um, i wasn't in the impression that we were going to just barrel through these episodes but uh apparently that was not true well we are because we talked about the beginning of this was the, this is kind of the biggest part of this. Like, I mean, we can well, talk about the 
about the the casino stuff, but like it's it's funny, but it gets a little like what what's happening, what's going on. So uh, we did take a lot of time talking about the beginning of part three, but I think uh, the the beginning of part three and the ending of part four to me are like the most important parts of this yep. two hours. So um, yeah, I'm not listen. I, I'm just here to have fun. <laughs> at least, at least you're here now. So I'm, glad, I'm uh, glad you're here. I don't. The thing about the whole transitional thing is, it's like, here's what I'm starting to gather from the show. Yeah. Just so, you, just so you guys know where I'm at. Please. I think that um, there's nothing important to any of these things that are happening specifically. I think that they're just happening, and David Lynch wants to make them the most confusing things possible uh so like i think there's like no significance i'm not trying to be, i'm not trying to be insulting by any means i, I, I at all i really I, i'm not um i think that there's like very little significance to like the way things happen i just think they're his way to make things happen like we're in I the think movie that's a legitimate argument like in the movie vice versa <laughs> with uh, judge reinhold yeah, and Fred Savage. When they switched, yes, and they switched bodies. Yeah. Like, that's what happened in this sh- show, just in David Lynch's view. Right, it's Freaky Friday, but because. But just but, because. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah, I- I'd love to, like, think there's significance to a lot of it, but I just don't think that there is. That's spoken like someone who I made watch all of Twin Peaks. I love you. <laughs> you finally arrived. Hey, I will say that that is my biggest, that's my biggest fear. So, like, the, the thing about, because I've seen other movies of his where you don't, you know, like Lost Highway, you don't really know. You don't really get to the bottom of things. Um, you guys have mentioned Inland Empire. I couldn't even watch it a second time to figure it out because I didn't react well to it. Yeah. Um, it is very... I There is a part of me that wonders if we're just going to watch 18 parts of Crazy Town and... It will never feel like the show again. Um, I worry that we're never going to get Agent Cooper back the way that we love him. You know? You know? Uh, And I will say the first time I watched episode three and four, um, although I I was fascinated by all this stuff that we just talked about, the entire um, Vegas sequence and... um, the part where he goes home to Dougie's yeah. wife. Yeah. I was just, I was just like, I hate empty Cooper. Like I, in my mind, I called him empty Cooper Yeah, because I just need real Cooper. Yes. Um, and so every moment spent with, with empty Cooper means a moment I'm not spending with, <laughs> You yeah. know, hey, it's you like know, being on being on a date with the wrong girl. You well, know, <laughs> I, you you actually are echoing like my feelings. So when this all started, I was like, okay, this show is going to be about Agent Cooper coming back, right? And I was like, maybe it's going to take eighteen episodes. But after I watched episode three, I was like, we need him back. 
because yeah. I feel like if we don't get him soon, it's a wasted opportunity yeah. to like not yeah. have one of the best characters in television history come back and do something cool. And so, right. yeah, I'm in the same boat, John. Like you're reading my mind. Like I want him back. I want them to fix this and I want them to create a new problem for him to solve. You know, so yes, like I don't that's know the what key thing for me. Maybe it's maybe it's who is the guy who owns the glass box. Maybe it's I was even thinking like like I said we're going not going to talk about all of these, but like maybe whatever's happening in Twin Peaks again with the kid who ODs. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a a scene in in part 4 where they talk about there's a a kid who ODs at the high school. You know, like I don't. He just needs something to do. We need Cooper back. You know. Yeah, like we we need a we need a mystery for Agent Cooper to solve. Yes. That's what, what after watching all this stuff, I kind of went. You know, I don't. I I I do like David Lynch films. I don't mind that this doesn't feel like the show, but to me, the the one core thing you have to have if it's Twin Peaks is a mystery. Yeah, and you have to have Agent Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I maybe can't. Um, maybe yeah. we're a- Agent Cooper now. Uh, <laughs> the viewer is Agent. Cooper. No, I I get that. I get yeah. that. I just would be disappointed by that if it were true. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Like, well said. Yeah. Um, So I I'm at that point where uh, I'm glad you said that, John, because I I'm at the point where I'm like I. I I want him to come back soon. Uh, and I, I feel like the closest, um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that, you know, at the end of episode four, when they, when Gordon finally gets to talk to, to bad Cooper, uh, felt like the biggest step forward that we've sure. had in terms of like getting somewhere you well, know let me but, you know what, let me do this let me go through this really quick and if there's something you guys yeah. want to talk about but i'd like to get into part four because yeah hey really... sean yeah dallas you gotta go <laughs> i got a hard out um <laughs> listen my bookies keeps calling me and <laughs> lebron uh my car alarm's gone off three times <laughs> no how long did you guys record before I called, uh, pro- I, don't, I don't actually know the time, but we, we had just gotten through kind of the part where the part where like um, Bad Cooper gets sick. So we, we had spent a lot of time talking about that th- intro. That um, weird purple place. By design. And I only bring I mean, it up I because to... I was thinking like, as we go through this, it might just be beneficial to just combine three and four in this episode. No, we That's are. I doing. am. I am. Okay. So um, and we're kind of going story by story, like instead of going this happened, then this happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so the um, we talked about Good Cooper leaving the his his uh, acquaintance, the Lady of the Night Jade, um, gives him a ride to the the uh, casino, and this is when those guys try to we're going to take him out again. I think this is bad Cooper trying to arrange it so that good Cooper gets killed so that bad Cooper is free to go about his business. Um, so, and by the way, just like a prostitute to take you to a casino and not a hospital, like, right? Like, I'm sorry, but if the person you're with like loses 30 pounds instantly and gets a haircut without anyone near him with scissors, take him to a hospital. 
something it was totally wrong. like disney like like 70s disney movie logic yeah. <laughs> like oh like, the guys like Jade those Kurt Russell worse. movies yeah it was like shaggy dog uh kind of i'm getting way off here but like yeah i just could not believe that people kept going along with him with as spaced out as he was like i would think that the first security guard he would talk he would have to would called the would we'll call the would have yeah. called the cops and yeah. he would have been out when of he, there when he was actually there. saying call for help everyone's like I don't know, man. Okay. Maybe go play the slot. Hey, yeah. this is worth mentioning because someone on Twitter posted this that like um, a side-by-side of, of Dougie and Jade with Chet and Emerald from um, uh, what was the, the, the soap opera in um, the original show? Invitation oh, uh, to Love? Yes. Invitation to Love. And it's like <laughs> like they're in the same pose so like cool little easter egg for twin peaks fans with chet chet and emerald and now we have dougie and jade um anyway i'll have to retweet that if i can find it um oh one more thing i wanted to talk about that just in terms of like this show and like trying to figure it out there was a tweet that was so amazing and it was this guy who wrote like um my only hope for the new Twin Peaks is that it's like complicated enough that, you know, it kind of frustrates all the people who think art should be solved. And then he wrote like David Lynch, you know, like um, colon. And it's just a photo of like Cooper on the spaceship with the black nipple in space. Like, <laughs> like exactly what he hoped for. So like, I think it's worth just, it really summed up my feelings is like, it's not like for me, the reason I love this is because it's not always good to have everything just written out for you. It's good to think about things. It's good to not have the answer because it, it, for so many reasons, it's healthy. It promotes conversation. It makes you think about stuff when you, you're given the answer to everything. You don't do any work. And I think that's, that's why David Lynch, I'm sure, loves art that gives him that feeling and wants to be that kind of artist. So, yeah, I don't think we're gonna f- we're gonna get to the bottom of this, and I think that's part of it. I mean, if if at this point you thought we were going to, you know, I never thought we were. I thought maybe some things were going to be explained, but that we were going to be given completely new things to unravel that will never actually unravel. And I. I haven't been wrong there at least, you know, I can't, I don't mind if we, I don't mind if we don't get all of the details of the, um, the black lodge and all of that ironed out. Like that's kind of the fun of them. I think is for us to sit around and go, what was that lady with no eyes? But I, I, I do hope that I do hope that there is a story that emerges that does make sense sure yes <laughs> you know? like i a, think that's like fair a, that's fair know, the, the sort of the the philip jeffries uh and all that kind of stuff that that will come out yeah um uh, I, I also I, love that they have the key to the great northern in his yes. pocket that was yeah so that cool. was nice because uh, you're like it was like a shock and then you're like oh of course he that's what he has in his pocket Right, right, and just good. We're not just like leaving all that behind. Like, no. 
hopefully, you know, there's a reason for that. <clears throat> yeah. That was cool. Does anyone um, else miss Matthew Lillard? Yeah, I'm ready for some Matthew yeah, Lillard. Yeah, what happened to that guy? Yeah. Oh, there's, they got oh, a lot of stories way, going. Do you remember, I, this is a callback, but do you remember when we were talking about that guy, Hank? Yeah. And we were like, oh, he's in a bunch of movies. Yeah. Chris Mulkey, like the, yeah. the character Hank? Yeah, he played the character. Like, the guy was like, yeah. can I go now? Can I go now? Wait, what? Remember? In the in the beginning, the first episode, when the yeah. detectives go to the little, and there's the there's no, like the no, trash man. That's not that's not. Oh, is his name Hank? Yeah, they called him Hank. Oh, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. Chris Mulkey. That's, um, okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Hank in the new anyway, episode. We, got it. We were talking about how much he looked familiar, and he was in a bunch of movies. And yeah. I realized what movie I knew him from the most, and it's Can't Buy Me Love. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah, he's oh, one yeah. of uh, Patrick Dempsey's friends in Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, that is that true. Movie. Yes. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's great. Um, Yeah, are we going to see that guy again? I don't know. They're definitely weaving a lot of stories into this, but like that's very Twin Peaks. We had that kind of. We knew what we were getting into as far as that. Um, Well, we all didn't, but. No, you did. You watched. You watched season one where there was like fifteen different storylines going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Keep going. You? Who was I doing the the podcast with then? Dallas oh, McLaughlin. That was a uh, yeah. If you if you want to talk to Dallas, you're gonna to have to call uh, his burner. <laughs> He's on the lamb. Okay, so um, okay, where were we? I it's worth mentioning that John Ennis is in the scene where he's at the casino. I just that's that's the only thing I want to talk about in the casino. Cooper starts seeing um, like little tiny hovering triangles of the red room above whatever slot machine is about to hit. I don't know what the F this means. I didn't think at all that the red room was connected in any way to like casinos or luck. I like, I I was like angry this whole time. (laughs) I I like them expanding. Go ahead. Well, I'll say a couple things. One. So stupid. Two, <laughs> love John Ennis. Uh, love John Ennis. But also, Brett Gilman was in this whole. Well, scene. Yes, so that's he's in the next. Who's, he's in the next part. Who's great? And then three, I actually think that the little red rooms were little um, were little. Uh, oh Christ! Teepees. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were at an Indian casino, mm-hmm. and there's something to do with his disappearance <laughs> and his heritage, and Hawk's heritage. Dude, I'm not going to dispute that at all because what is it? What else does it mean? They but they're in Vegas, to. though. They're in Vegas. No, they're not only. in Vegas. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They're in Vegas. How do you know they're in Vegas? Because it says they're in Vegas. Doesn't it I say they're in well, Vegas? I don't know if they're in Vegas. John, does it say they're in Vegas? Uh, the, yeah, the silver, uh, yeah. whatever it's called, casino is in they Vegas. Show, they show a thing of them in being in Vegas. I thought Dallas meant that the... Um, Perhaps the visions were in their own sure. sort of place, you know. Well, no, I don't mean that. I'm never that deep, John. But the <laughs> I was red, trying to help you out. <laughs> no, the red teepees, Indian Casino, Hawks Heritage. I'm just telling you, there's some connection. Sure. I guarantee it. Sure. Okay. You know, don't say sure and discount it while you no, guys no, talk no, for 20 no. minutes about a girl with no eyes. All right? <laughs> you don't know how long we talked about the girl with no eyes. You weren't here. Oh, I know. I'm fully aware of how long. Um, 
Okay, so Cooper starts winning money because for some reason the Black Lodge is telling him where to gamble. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> if we find out or we don't find out what that's about, I don't care. Finally, we get to um, we get to Gordon and Albert. So it's that's a funny scene where they're like on another case, and there's like it's like clues to the identity of the killer and it's like a photograph it's like these like half naked women and then like a pair of pliers and some beans and a I, shotgun I assume they were just spoo- that was like a spoof basically yeah, it's like, i thought they were doing like an airplane movie joke it, it sounded yeah it's like let's think of the funniest things it's like a little kid in a sailor suit and then lynch has that great line about the congressman's dilemma um it's a funny moment. We ne- we needed some funny in this episode. So, um, for those of you who read The Secret History of Twin Peaks, we finally find out who is playing uh, TP, or Agent Preston. It's Krista Bell. And so she gives them the report on the, the what we've seen in New York with the box and the kids who got slaughtered. Um no one knows who owns the the building, um, but they do have photographic evidence of that creature that we saw right before the those two people were brutally killed. Um, and there's a David Lynch has a really good like what the hell line. Um, anyway, this is when they get the call about Cooper, and this is where this episode ends, saying they found him. So um, in Dallas, on uh, when we were. Uh, you said you really like Krista Bell when we were texting. Or were you well, now hold no hold on. <laughs> I didn't say that I really liked Krista Bell. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean if I could pull up the, the exchange. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I was saying that um you were you were saying that you were bummed that whoever read it on the audiobook wasn't yes person playing it because the person on the audiobook was a much better actress and i think probably my my response was you just said uh, you didn't agree yeah but that was me just saying i, I think don't care at all i think that's oh, him being okay. facetious okay okay because i've obviously not heard the audiobook <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i mean she <laughs> So the the actress who plays TP Tamara Preston on in the audiobook is actually a super good actress. She was on Twenty Four. She's on all these other shows. She's in that Another game David Lynch Last show. of Us. Uh, if you've ever played Another, that game, Last of Us. Another David Lynch show. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty Four. <laughs> yes, Twenty Four. Um, uh, anyway, John, I, I didn't mean to be insulting with that. I. I I, I'm not insulted. Uh, I thought it was funny that you made that reference, and I was in that group chat. Like, clearly, there's no way. <laughs> no, what you're talking about. <laughs> just, just so everyone in America knows, John and I have a text thread, and then John and Dallas and I have a text thread, and so some stuff goes into one, some stuff goes in the other. Stuff that we think well, Dallas will care about, and some stuff, most of the stuff we don't think Dallas will care about. I have a text thread with Krista Bell, and <laughs> she's upset with both of you. We, I, I, th- I think she's fine for this. Actually, she's, like, she's fine. Yeah. She just, it just. Well, I mean, uh, the, she's, it's like the difference between like a Kate Bosworth and like Meryl Streep. It's like that whoa, kind of whoa, difference. That's <laughs> like a big one difference. is a person really? of. 
No, but you know what I mean? One one has like a very strong presence and then the other is, is Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. <laughs> ah, beat you to it. Dallas is nice why one. we were meant yeah. to be. Um, so, okay. Anyway, so this, moving this, on. Yeah, this episode ends with them finding out that Cooper's been captured and he's in South Dakota. So they're on their way to see him. Um, so if you guys watched the, uh, if those of you listening watched this, it it kind of goes right from. There's a scene at the You're end where they go to the roadhouse. Though. Yeah, well, like yeah, yeah. it goes to the roadhouse, and then we see that I think their band has got the Cactus Blossoms play a song, and then it doesn't end. It just goes right into the back to Vegas. Um, okay. My only, if we're gonna end at the roadhouse every every show, can we at least get like some of the old cast back, just like to cut into? Like, I would love to see some of the people that like they don't have time for you know like they don't have time right. for them in the show but like let's just see you know like pinkle getting a drink you know like, <laughs> like <laughs> what a wasted opportunity to not have like i don't know just any of the random characters that we'd be like hey look who it is you know just at the roadhouse they don't have to have dialogue well, or anything but anyway hey um is um <clears throat> is ed in this We've seen Ed in the previews, so like, okay, yeah, yeah. We've I'm seen hoping. Ed. We've seen uh, Harry Dean Stanton from the movie. Yeah, but um, we haven't seen. This is them. all in the previews. Yeah. yeah. So okay, because most of the stuff we've seen in the previews is actually we've seen already. Like at least in that one, there was one preview where it was like most of the stuff in the first episode. Yeah, um, was it just him saw. going around getting jackpots? <laughs> no, it, it was like all the young people that have now been murdered. <laughs> like, oh. The preview made it look like this yeah. is the new young cast of Twin yeah. Peaks, and, and now they all got murdered. How Lynchian! So, in part four, I did make a note that like I think Rep- Brett Gelman is so funny, Dallas. Like I've listened to some he's of great. his whenever he's on podcasts and stuff, and as an actor, so I'm really glad. I think he's probably like my favorite character like new character so far in the show he plays the uh, the the um casino manager who's like i'm gonna die when he finds out how many jackpots <laughs> he's won oh yeah and he's like he's very on that intense. show uh, he's on that show love on netflix oh i haven't seen that oh he plays he's a, on a, a major dick but he's that he's show's so great funny. and he's funny on that show yeah. so he's he's an interesting i don't want to get off track on brett gelman too much but there's two things that he's done that's kind of amazing is one, he had a podcast that if you can find it, I mean, you can find it. It's on iTunes. Um, it's called Gelmania. Yeah. And it is the weirdest yeah. thing you'll ever listen to. So yeah. if you like are in for something that's, it may, I bet actually it's kind of like a David Lynch podcast to tell you the truth. Like, if he was to do a podcast, it's just weird and all over the place and half of it doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's something. Yeah. And you feel entertained. <laughs> and then, um, Gelman had a show on cartoon network on adult swim and he quit the show and like started this boycott of adult swim because they were, um, it was something to do with like race, like the, that he wanted them to hire more people of color. And they said, I guess, I think they said like, no. <laughs> and then he like stopped working for Cartoon Network and like went on strike and stuff. So uh, he's an interesting guy, but he's also really, really crazy. Dude, he's crazy. There was a, he was on um, when Comedy Bang Bang was a podcast before it was a show. 
There was one that yeah. he was on. I was like, I've never laughed so hard. He was so funny. Um, yeah, anyway, he's very funny. But he's great. He's so good in this. He plays the, uh, like I said, he plays the casino manager. He's like very, very intense when he's handing Cooper all of his money. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if you saw... Uh, Naomi or Naomi, however you say her name, <laughs> Naomi Watts on, um, uh, I believe it was Jimmy Fallon. I didn't last see week? it. No. And uh, she talked about, or maybe it was Stephen Colbert, but she she talked about how they just gave you your the pages of script with your lines on it, and they yeah. didn't tell you anything. They mostly just gave you your lines, but sometimes just the pages with your lines. Yeah. And so she's like, I had no idea what was going on except sort of the person I was in. And at this point, she wasn't even allowed to say like, oh, my scenes are with Kyle McLaughlin. She did, all she knew was Dougie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, hey, um, you know, John, we broke that news here on Dish and the Percolator when Dallas had an exclusive with David Koechner telling him all about how it worked. He didn't even know he was auditioning for Twin Peaks until he got to oh, the actual that's shoot. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. didn't even so, tell so, him what it was. Yeah. He just knew he was auditioning for Rosa Rancho. No, or whatever ra- it that is. was that they called it was Rancho Rosa was the name of the project. That's what he thought he booked. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully he'll be on the podcast once his episodes have aired. I heard they signed a five-year NDA, so I don't know how much he can tell us, but maybe in five years for our five. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think he. I don't think he's going to tell us. He doesn't know. He just did. I think his concern was that he didn't want to talk about what he had done on the show. Sure. Yeah. And spoil anything for anybody. So I think he, that's why he wants to. Well, wait. we haven't seen but Dave Keckner yet, but I'm looking forward to it. He doesn't know anything. Like he did the same thing. He just got pages, so he doesn't know like what happens or anything. I'm hoping that him, about, he's not like um, John Ennis, though, where it's just like two lines and he's gone. Because it seems like that ha- there's all these guys on the cast list, and you're like, okay, that was probably it for them. You know what I mean? It's been like they had like a line and then they're done. Yeah. What about that other friend of yours, uh, um, the girl comedian Charlene? Show? Charlene Yee. Yeah. She's yeah. in it too. Dallas, will you tell again the story? Because I feel like it's worth bringing up. Because we might as well just get into uh, Wally Brando. Because oh god, tell the story. About, <laughs> tell the story about the time you and me and Charlene went to Comic Con, and then I left. But then, like later on that day, you and Charlene. Okay, if I'm right, you and Charlene and Michael Sarah walked by. <laughs> is it? Well, He's also so, in the show, right? Well, are you talking about the Ernie Hudson thing? Yes, yes. Yeah, so... Because I feel, Charlene, like, I feel it, like I'm just going to say this right now. You and me made Twin Peaks Season 3 happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Charlene and Michael were dating at the time, yeah. and... And we and we we knew Charlene fairly well at the time, and and yes. so Charlene and Michael and Seth Rogen, and Christopher Mintz Plaza, who no one knew at the time because Superbad was actually premiering that weekend at Comic Con, so no one knew who Mc, McLovin was, um, and people obviously knew who Michael Sarah was, and uh, but anyways, we were all walking around the Comic Con together, 
And Michael Sarah literally stopped like every five minutes to take a photo. <laughs> I mean, not even five minutes, like every two minutes, somebody would like stop him and to take a photo with him. Uh, cause he was George Michael from rest development. And, uh, and then they'd stop to take pictures of Seth Rogen. And it was just funny that they were like very famous. And then we literally walked by an aisle and Ernie Hudson has a table out and Michael Sarah goes like nuts. <laughs> like he's so starstruck by Ernie Hudson, he pulls out a Ghostbusters Velcro wallet. That's his wallet. And Ernie Hudson is like charging to take photos or charging for his photos, his headshots, like twenty five bucks or something like that. Yeah. For his signed headshots. And Michael Sarah buys like I think like two of them. And then he bought something else that he had. And all this other stuff, and I'm like, it was it was just so strange to see how starstruck Michael Sarah was with Ernie Hudson. So rad. And now they're it all was in like, Twin Peaks, by the way. It was Charlene, very very funny. Michael Sarah. Do we want to talk about Waldo? Well, we might as well. We, I mean, we can talk. Uh, well, I'm just curious, Dallas, your thoughts on Michael Sarah as, uh, you Wally know, Lucy Brando. and. Andy's child, Wally. Well, let me say, first off, I think I might have missed this scene from what you guys talked about, but maybe I didn't. The whole conversation about the chocolate bunnies. We sk- I skipped that because that it just yeah. I hated it. I really didn't like it at the all. The dumbest, stupidest thing yeah. of all time. I, I, yeah. I actually yeah. was going like, did Mark Frost like have a stroke during this part? Like, what? How was this allowed? So that's I was one talking of those, to our, yeah. our friend Matt Warburton, who was telling me, that they had to be sitting there and Lynch just going slower. <laughs> um, By the way, shout out to Matt Warburton. It would, Matt Warburton sent us an email. Thanks, Maddie. I almost thought uh, that it was a Lynch thing just because I can imagine him being like, bunny. Like the, he thinks the word bunny means it's funny. Oh my gosh. It, that was, was, dude, it was painful. And like I actually wrote in my notes, like, yeah. Come on, we, we, we haven't seen Ed yet. Like, can we can we yeah. cut some of the fat? You know. Um, but I thought uh, here's what I thought about the Wally Brando stuff. Paul F. Tompkins <laughs> tweeted a still of that scene. Yeah. Like he paused his TV and and all he wrote was, "Okay, what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was like. One of those things where, like, clearly, just like a wink, wink, we're literally just ditching everything and having a weird, funny moment. I so well, okay. and like his yeah, name is Brando, and he's like dressed like Marlon Brando in yeah. that one movie, and but and he's and doing he's, like, a bad sort impression. of doing a bad Brando and talking and, about Godfathers. Yeah, and at first I was. I was kind of going like, oh, God, what is this? But then it just kept going. And by like the last two minutes of his endless speech, I was dying laughing. I was loving it. So I don't know how they turned me around from like loathing to love. Um, I think I, I think I just had to give into it. Maybe like maybe I'll enjoy all of it next time. I, again, I hope I hope there's more to this character than just that speech. Sure, I guarantee um, you, there's not. <laughs> I I would believe that theory. If if you know that that's kind of my worry about this show 
is that all all these funny things we like are just going to be like the cowboy and Mulholland Drive. Like it yeah. just never comes back. As opposed to being like, what a great intro for that character. And then he went on to do this other thing. I, f- I feel like that uh, might be the the Mark Frost influence is hopefully like developing, you know, because it's like the log lady was funny when she's fl- flicking the lights, but then she became this character that you were like, you know, yeah. that you love. So like my thought of Wally Brando was like, he was the perfect, what I wish the season two characters would have been. You know what I mean? Like, he was not quite as endearing as a log lady, but like I enjoyed him so much more than like a Dick Tremaine or a, you know, a Tim Pinkle or like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it was, I was into him enough to be like, okay, I would spend time with this character. Yeah. He felt like a Twin Peaks character to me because he, he felt like a, um, you know, they're all kind of, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not like a stock character, but it felt it felt like, you know, this the same way that Josie is the femme fatale or that uh, you know, James is the sort of James Dean guy. Yeah. Here we had us the we had that kind of character. We just had like the weirdest actor possible chosen <laughs> to be that character. Yeah. Or rather the perfect actor to you know sure. because of who his parents were. But um, I don't think. Anyway, by the way, I don't so, think. I don't think at all we're going to see him again. I think that was it. Yeah, you could be totally right. <laughs> um, well, it's worth also talking about in this, like this scene, is when we find out that behind the curtains, there's like an actual Twin Peaks sheriff station taking place, and that oh, Lucy yeah, is kind people? of like the kind of dummy in the front who is still clueless, doesn't know how, to, how cell phones work. And in the back they have like computers and like scanners and like this really high tech. So it yeah. was interesting to go like, Oh, this is where the real stuff is happening. This like huge room where they have like a real police station, but they just never fired Lucy or Andy. Um, and Bobby works there now. Did yeah, that shock yeah, you at all, my, Dallas? Um, didn't shock me, but it was probably my favorite reveal of to an see. old character so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, for me too. Like it felt cool. like so far he feels like he's the only character who's had any growth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 And I have to say, like, I love this. I love the scene where he sees Laura Palmer's photo. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Because they immediately, for the first time, crank up the, the Angelo Battlemente yeah. music. <laughs> yes. He he immediately starts crying, and I have to admit, I started laughing when he started crying. Yeah, because it it was almost it was almost like a scene out of Invitation to Love. But like two things: one, that I stand by the I think he's a great actor, so it was completely genuine. Yeah. And then secondly, when you think about the messed up, like when you think even especially Fire Walk With Me, when you think about what he went through with Laura Palmer, um, 
it makes perfect sense. Sure. You know? Well, so plus we I, don't know we don't know at all what he's been through in the last twenty five years. You know, sure, like we don't know if sure. he we don't know what happened with him and Shelly. If like the um, right. the girl who Shelly talks about being her daughter, if that's their kid or not. Like we don't know what's going on with him. Um, right? Is she, do you think like did you get this is switching gears? But did you did you get the impression she was with Balthazar Getty? I don't know, man. Or was he just like some if she guy? was with him? Why did he, why did he like stay over in the corner? yeah yeah? I don't know. Not really, know. but maybe that there's some sort of. But uh, but I just I, I love that idea that like one picture and it was that iconic picture yeah. you know that's yeah. that's been the Twin Peaks picture um, that it can all just come rushing back and be overwhelming and I thought he did a really beautiful job. That was a cool scene. It was, I think it's also cool to mention that Dallas. This is at the end of. The thing that all of us who like read the secret history of Twin Peaks, the one thing that we got was that Major Briggs met with Cooper after Cooper came out of the lodge, and so to hear that mention was like, ah, cool. So like the book is gonna factor into the show somehow, um, but we didn't know what happened to him. But apparently, according to Bobby, his dad died in, in a fire at his the place he worked the next day. So we find that out. Um, but that was a cool moment for me as a fan of the book, knowing that like the book ties into the show. So, yeah, no, I liked, you know, I, um, all of this stuff, like I, I actually really liked all this stuff. I thought Forrester was, uh, he was great. Forrester. He was really good. I thought like him reacting to Wally Brando yes. was, uh, was awesome. Yeah. Killing yeah. him, by like, the way. So yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing, like as, as much as I miss on Keen, he could not have delivered, like Forster's just kind of deadpan in between. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, like he, he was functions great. as the the kind of the Han Solo, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all the crazy people. Oh, there's all the crazy people around them, and then he's the one in the middle, just kind of going like, "Okay, okay, all right." You know, and so you're like, okay, yeah. if so this guy, good. this guy seems to have it together. If he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, did you know? I think John, you knew this, but Dallas that he was supposed to actually be um, Sheriff Harry that, like in the original show, that was their first choice. I'm not sure what happened, oh, but he I, was actually going to be yeah. Harry. Anyway, um, probably. Real quick, um, I was a little disappointed to find out Naomi Watts was playing janie jones because it made me feel like this is going to be a bigger part of the show than i want it to be um but real I quick know. Th- ashley judd's had one line this goes on a long <laughs> time and yeah. the whole thing so we'll, like let me just boil it down obviously dougie's been missing for a couple of days when he comes home finally because cooper gets when he leaves the casino Okay, he runs into Ethan Suplee, which I think is funny that he's in it. His name is Bill Shaker, which is another great name. Good job, mm-hmm. Lynch and Frost. Bill Shaker tells him where he lives, so that's how he ends up getting out of the casino, and he goes to his house. Um, it was something worth mentioning. I thought that was cool that he lives on Lancelot Court, and he says it's by... Um, 
Merlin's Market, which for what it's worth is cool because of kind of the like King Arthur tie-ins with the show. You know, like Glastonbury Grove and how he talks yeah. about King Arthur and how he lives on Lancelot Court near Merlin's Market. Anyway, um, so when he finally notice. gets home, Naomi Watts is... Man, that's a deep dive right I there. I know, dude, this is what I do. <laughs> okay, so Naomi okay. Watts is, plays his wife. Uh, Cooper missed his not his son's birthday party, but he brings home this whole thing of cash, so she's really excited because they obviously owe money to someone. She says we can pay off these people anyway. Um, See, I thought that's who was trying to kill him. Potentially, you're right. I, I did think that, too. You could be right. I'm speculating that that was all something that Bad Cooper had set up. Um, we're going to probably find what out. What is the son's funny name? He has Sonny a funny Jim. Name. Sonny Jim. So you missed Sonny Jim's birthday. If his name <laughs> is really Jim Jones, that's funny. But maybe his name is actually Sonny and Jim is his middle name. But that you would name your kid after that cult leader. Um, yeah, I don't know. His name might be Sonny. Sonny Jim. Yeah, Sonny Jim. So, and then the next day was um, when he like wakes up, he sees Mike. So, yeah, the red room is weird in this show for me because it can just appear anywhere. So he's able to like still be a part of it. He sees Mike tell him, you know, you've been tricked by Bad Cooper. One of you has to die. Um, and then there's like the really kind of long slapstick thing with him peeing and with his son with the pancakes but the good payoff with the coffee where she gives him the coffee and it's really hot and he spits it out um i felt like i was watching big and splash <laughs> during this <laughs> section <laughs> it's like his first pee it's like a guy yes Yes. A guy who'd never had a pee before, and so he was terrified by it, but then, like, relieved. Yeah. Well, I honestly, like I thought... so ridiculous. I, my first thought was that while he was he was in the red room or whatever for 25 years and he hadn't peed, <laughs> and so he was now finally getting to pee. <laughs> that well, that's what... No, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. I guess, but I would happening. feel like that pee would be longer, but... Well, but if but if he didn't drink any water in that twenty five years, and it's like time That's stopped for his human, all body. they drink is that sludge coffee. Yeah, yeah. But did he drink it? Did we see him actually drink it? The- no, no. Anyway, Kyle McLaughlin is killing it in this show. No matter how you feel about it, like yeah, even though yeah. we're not getting the best version of Cooper, he is really, really amazing. And that did the way you, he delivers uh, high at the end of that is so funny. How did oh, you feel about when he's like coffee? Yes, yes. When, right when she gives him the the mug, I was like, "Why do I wish this was an '80s movie?" And that's all it took to w- wake him up out of his <laughs> stupor. Like, I was John, like, I was, maybe I was thinking gonna, the same thing. Maybe it's. I was like, maybe it's going to be dumb enough and that will be what snaps him out of it. And if it, if that happens, I don't care because I want him oh, to that'd be, be so normal. amazing. <laughs> I want it yeah, to happen I was so thinking bad. the same thing. I thought maybe he would drink some coffee and then just be like, Diane? <laughs> yes. Doesn't it just pour out of his mouth or so? I forget yeah, how it he, ends. He, she, so she gives him a cup of coffee and he like just drinks it and it all spits it out and he's got the tie on his head and he's like hi and it's really funny um 
Um, so, is it okay to talk about uh, go to the Gordon Cole? This is it. Story? This is all, the the uh, only thing I'll just say real quick before, because we're going to end on Gordon Cole, is that they find the prints of the body from Buckhorn, and it's military, so they can't even access it. So for whatever that's worth, there's again, there's just like they're just tying in. This is this is good Twin Peaks. There's like a million mysteries and. So this is just another one of them. But yes, let's get to the end of this, which to me kind of really is the most interesting thing about part four is them going to see Bad Cooper with Gordon and Albert and Tammy. So Because um, yes. we get we get Denise. Yeah, oh, we, we miss Denise. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I'm assuming that's all she's doing. We're Probably. just getting a nice, you know, little high there. Yeah. But I did think Duchovny was hilarious, even though <laughs> what they were talking about didn't seem to have any importance. Yes. But his, the look on his face when he's saying half that stuff was hilarious. <laughs> I loved um, uh, Lynch has like really great dialogue where he's like, I, uh, there must be something with Gordon Cole's character where we don't know about him because he doesn't want him to take Tammy Preston with him because of some history he has. So, oh yeah, it's like he, a thing for younger ladies. Yeah, like or he something. defends him. I'm guessing it. Maybe I mean, what if there's some something beyond what happened with Shelley that we don't know about? But um, <laughs> he goes, uh, he kind of defends himself towards when he stuck up for Denise when he was Dennis, and he says, "I told all those." Cl- clown comics to fix their hearts or die which i think yeah, is like the, fix their hearts the, or die one of the best lines in the show so far i know um, i'm like i want to say that's it to uh, a lot of people in the world right now <laughs> fix your heart or die i also liked uh when he said is albert with you and he's like do birds fly <laughs> which kind of cemented how I mean, before I got the idea that Coop and he were tight. Yeah. Uh, but in this episode, you get I get the impression that that he, Albert is his right hand right man. Right hand man now. Yeah, and he might have been before. Albert was always around before yeah. with Cooper. So um, so they show up in in uh, South Dakota. So like I think Cooper, bad Cooper, had planned on this the whole time. Like he he knew he was gonna get sick he knew he was going to get caught he wants to get caught because i think he wants to get to this prison because of that guy ray right so if you remember at end of part two he's like looking on the map at the prison and he knows that ray is there and ray has some information he needs and he's not going to get into prison on his own like he's like he can't just go in there and visit ray so like to me, that's why this is happening. Is he's he's going to get admitted? Have we to prison. seen Ray? No, but I'm okay. guessing. I would guess that that's where we're going with the next episode. Is like Bad Coop is in prison. He's going to find Ray. Um, Keckner will be Ray. <laughs> no, no, no. We no. We've seen. Sorry, we have seen Ray. It's the oh, young okay. guy with Daria, the one he picks up at Beulah's. Oh right? yeah. So he yeah. gets he gets picked up for something, and he's in he's in prison. That's what we see Bad Cooper looking at the computer. Where the where the prison is, and he downloads all the schematics of the prison, right? Like the security files. So, like my thought is, he wanted to get caught. He had this whole thing planned. Now, whether or not he planned on, you know, Gordon showing up, I, I doubt it. But maybe, you know, I'm guessing mm. if they ran his yeah. his fingerprints, they he'd know that they he'd get found. So, um, 
And that might be why he had the Coke and the machine gun, you know, so that they couldn't just like take him away, you know? Right. Did you think, I yeah, don't know if you maybe, guys thought about that at all or. I, I, the reason I thought that he had the machine gun and the Coke was so that he would, so that, so that he, his offense would be bad enough. So he'd have to stay there. Yeah. To go to prison or whatever. Yeah. Um, hmm. But anyway, this is a really interesting scene where Gordon finally talks to Cooper. The people on the of the internets have actually pointed out there's a kind of a cool little moment here I missed the first couple of times I watched it, which is that when he says it's very very good to see you, the first time he says very he actually says it backwards, and so. People have like taken that footage and reversed it, and you can see it. He actually says, "I can't say very reversed," but he says that and then says "very." So when when Cole says later, "I don't think he greeted me correctly," that that's what he's referring to. Is it kind of a hint huh. that this is he is not Cooper? He is someone from the Red Room. Um, when he says, "What's your impression of that?" and he says, "Blue rose, bluer," yes. yeah, and what is it? Doesn't get much bluer. Than- doesn't get much bluer, yeah. So and we don't um, know what blue rose means, right? Well, we know, we know that, that it, blue rose yeah. means any case. It kind of like an X file. <clears throat> blue rose means any case that is either. Um, we don't know specifically, but it's either like a case that has these weird elements to it, or it's something having to do with these specific. Um, you know, Black Lodge people or something like that. Yeah. So, it's just, it's really weird, though, because Cooper says, basically, that he's been working undercover all these years with Philip Jeffries. Um, and he was, like, on his way to tell him the whole story, but he got behind. And um, he says he left messages. And he keeps referencing Philip Jeffries, who no one has seen Cooper or Philip Jeffries. And so... Um, and he says the same thing twice. Yeah, a couple times. It's he, gives, he says that <clears throat> detail about, and then my car swerved, and yeah. then I had my accident. Like he says that a couple times. I wrote that like it definitely feels like Bob is with this dude, like you know what I mean. Like the whole way that those the red room people talk, where they sound like they're not, they sound like they're aliens. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like <laughs> it yeah. very much feels like something is wrong. Um, just the way he's using the English language does not feel right. Um, so then, but I really like the scene at the end when they're kind of like talking outside the place. And um, <laughs> it's weird. He's like, you're wearing a wire. Go, you have, you have to leave. And she's like, you told me to. Um, <laughs> but then the scene with just Philip and, um, or sorry, with Albert and, and Gordon talking about Cooper. This is, yeah, this is great. Um, it's weird that Albert gave Philip Jeffries information to Cooper. Did you think that was weird? Did he did he tell Cooper or did he tell Philip? He told Phil. He told Philip. So the way I remember it is, is um, wait 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 no 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 no. I, I think you have that wrong, Cooper. Sean. He so he I would be I've watched this a bunch. Albert says he gave information to Jeffries for Cooper because he said Cooper was in trouble. 
because he wanted to know who their man in Colombia was. And a week later, the man was dead. And he goes, did you talk to Cooper? He said, no, I didn't. So hmm. is this before or after the weird disappearance of Philip Jeffries? This is after, but he says it's, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So that, I'm guessing that, this was like not recently, but way, but, but after, you know, 89 or whatever year, that year it was where they saw Jeffries back in the office. Yeah, that was the thing that I, that was, I think, part of the reason I thought it was that he told Cooper because, you know, it would have been a big deal if the guy who disappeared and reappeared in their office had called asking for info. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and look at that, but I, I remember going, that is weird to me, and wrote it down as yeah. so. And I, I watched it a couple times. Now, I could be wrong. Again, there's so many things happening, but... The way I heard it was he told he gave information to Jeffries to give to Cooper. And mm-hmm. neither of them makes sense, by the way. If Cooper's disappeared for right. but he says it because Cooper was in trouble. That's why he gave the information to Jeffries. Right, right. Anyway. Um Well, yeah, maybe we'll find out more but about that. But the big the big cliffhanger in all of this is he says, um he you know, uh Gordon says, we need one special person to take a look at Cooper. And he says, do you know where to find her? And I think Albert says, I know where she drinks. And so the question is, who is this person? And the, the Twitter verse, the internet has been a buzz as to who this could be. Um, I'm curious what you guys think, who this person is. Laura Flynn Boyle, <laughs> not 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 Donna Hayward, but actually the yeah, actual the human actress. being. Yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be. Um, I well, I'd like to think it's somebody that we know previously. Yeah. Um, I wish that it was. Um, well, Diane, you yeah. know, like I have somebody of that importance. Yeah. They're saying, oh, I know one person who would know is him better than anybody else. I would go, oh, Diane, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I want to see Diane unless like that's who Laura Dern is playing. And she's going to she's become she stopped being a secretary. And now she's like a fabulous <laughs> uh, FBI, like killer FBI agent. Yeah. Um. You wait, know, Laura I, Dern's in this? Yes. Laura Dern is in it, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, that's like... So the- it'd be fun if she turned out to be Diane or something. If it's just somebody we've never heard of before, that will feel less satisfying to me because sure. it's like, dun-dun-dun, who do you think it's going to be? Yeah. You never would have guessed because we just made her up, you know? Yeah, we also don't, we also don't need new characters like in the show. Yeah. There's enough, there's enough new, there's enough new, there's enough characters in the old show to not have to. Season two, season two had enough character. Like we added enough. We need to like concentrate. Um, so I, I'm hoping it's done or I don't think it, I mean, I wouldn't think it would be, any other character from Twin Peaks because 
unless it was Annie or something. But again, I don't. I I think she only knew Coop for what five days or yeah. something before she disappeared. I don't think she's um, on the show either. I don't know. I just yes. have a feeling. And anybody she's not. else like Audrey or so, you know, anybody else from the town, you know, he'd only I, the whole well, Audrey's dead, set. right? Well, we don't no. know. We don't know. Dallas hasn't read twin the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dallas, who well, do you I'm not, think I'm going to? Who do you well, think? You who it, do you though? think it I mean, is? I think it's Audrey because she didn't die. She didn't die, by the way. She's actually, I think she's in the cast list. So, um, she's cast list. Vegas. The, seems like the uh, the the odds, the Vegas odds, would be on it being Diane and Laura Dern being Diane, which I hope that's what it is. Whether or not she's the sec- still a secretary, or like a badass FBI agent, like. I, it's that's exciting to me since the moment I heard that you know Diane could be in the show, so I'm hoping that it's her. I'm hoping that Laura Dern is a big part of the show. But yeah, we'll I see, agree man. with you. I love Laura Dern. <laughs> She's amazing. She, she was. Uh, they did a Vanity Fair cover, and it was Kyle MacLachlan, David Lynch, and Laura Dern. Um, the three of whom did Blue Velvet all those years ago, but it it seemed like. It it seemed strange to put her in the big Twin Peaks story when they didn't say at all who she was playing, yeah. um, and they've been using her a lot for press. So I'd be surprised if she wasn't a main character at this point. Yeah. Well, we'll find um, out. We might find out this yeah. Sunday, man. I'm excited. Run. Is that when it comes out? <clears throat> this Sunday on Showtime at nine o'clock. Um, but that's Run. parts three and four, everyone. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, Dallas. Thanks for showing up, John. Thanks for being here. Sure. Yeah, it was fun. Hey, is it uh, is it uh, nine o'clock Eastern? Um, it depends on like the uh, if you have if you have Directv, you can watch it at six p.m. Pacific. So mm. I would just check so your local listings. So it's nine o'clock Eastern then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah, okay. but for some people it might also be nine o'clock Pacific. Like if I don't know if you have um you know, like Cox or Comcast if they do it that way. I know with Direct TV. Like it, on the Apple TV it on the Showtime app, it lets you pick like whether you want Showtime East or Showtime West. Yeah. Well, I, for that you go Showtime West. Why would you want to watch anything earlier? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's true. I'd like to wait three hours and get it well, all spoiled for me, on my ki- For me, it's because my kids are awake still, and I'm like, I probably can't. No. So. Well, if Laura Dern shows up. They can watch that. It's all good. Everyone loves Laura Dern. She was in Jurassic Park. So speaking Run. of Laura Dern, so what's the Lynch movie she's in that I don't watch? Oh, Inland Empire. The greatest it- movie of all time. Dallas, you saw it too, right? Like, did you fell make it through the whole thing? I fell asleep. Do I? Me too. I it took me like four times trying to watch it. Did has it aged well, or is it just you? That would mean we'd have to. I'd have to watch it a second time. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I remember liking the bunny rabbits. So good. I don't. I don't regret the time I spent with it. And no. I'm a huge Justin Theroux fan, like my favorite actor, probably. I do like that guy. But I will never watch it again. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, he, my my biggest compliment to Twin Peaks is that like it's hard for me to watch other shows right now. Like I love The Leftovers, and The Leftovers is about to end, but I watch yeah. it now, and I'm just like, womp womp. It's just like <laughs> Twin Peaks comes along <laughs> and just goes, "Hey, remember everything you thought was weird and cool? Well, it's just like destroyed." So you know, whatever, but. Uh, modern family is a little bit weird, but <laughs> <laughs> did you hear Justin Thoreau is doing a uh, spinoff series of his Zoolander character? Oh, I'm in called Evil DJ. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm in, dude. But he does play Evil DJ in both uh, Zoolander movies. He's so funny. That's amazing. He's so funny. Um, well, cool guys, that was awesome. All right. Great. It's, it's now 12.43 a.m. Just to tell everyone how dedicated we are to this show <laughs> and this podcast. And I love all of you out there, but we have to go to sleep. But until next time, follow us on Twitter, at PerkLaterPod. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review on iTunes. We actually have like three or four reviews now. It's awesome. I think if wow. We get, I think if we get one more, it sticks, and we actually get a rev- like a rating. So... Hmm. Um, Tell your friends, and I look forward to watching part five and then talking about it with you two wonderful gentlemen. I'm going to make you dishers of men. (laughs) Now, is it about the bunnies? (laughs) I'm just going to, I want to end with this. I just know in my heart of hearts, for some reason, the shovels have something to do with something that they are important. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that I feel like Jacoby and the shovels have a major role to play. And I can't wait to find out what it is. I would hope so because they've had like seven minutes of screen time. <laughs> devoted to pulling them out of a box and painting them. Even, <laughs> so <laughs> Even if it's just like the last two minutes of the show is like, Cooper going through the woods and like Bob is chasing him and like Cooper finds a shovel and just like hits Bob with it and like the show ends like that's the payoff or uh, like or like he'll be he'll be laying on the ground and the shovels will appear and then they'll be subtitled <laughs> talking <laughs> to him the, evo- the evolution of the shovels yes <laughs> Uh, I, I think the shovels. I think that that Jacoby represents what David Lynch has been doing for the last twenty years. Just painting shovels gold. <laughs> just painting things and being alone and not really making sense. In that Entertainment Weekly article, he's like, "I just designed a table." <laughs> he drew he's it. like, "This is where my cigarettes go," <laughs> and then there's a light. It's like basically, <laughs> it's like a Swiss Army knife, but as a table. That oh, he can next to him while he's watching TV that has like a place for wine and cigarettes and like paper and pencil. Like it's it's a it's crazy. Just crazy. I really want one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening and Dallas and John. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Good night. Good night. Mmm, yeah. Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself.
Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes, something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.